We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Not a ton of people here yet, but that's okay. It is early in the Mavs party. And frankly, it's been since like early April since I held the Mavs party. I probably would have done one um, the night of the draft uh, once everything was said and done. But Josh got that taken care of. Uh, for those of you that didn't join the recap show that Josh Bow and I did, I'm doing this from my hotel room here in Vegas, which has surprisingly decent internet bandwidth. I also forgot all my equipment though at home outside of my computer um i had to find a a a pair of headphones and try to figure out what i'm doing here so we will uh i apologize in advance for the audio quality and for the video quality uh my man leo already let me know that it's not a very flattering camera angle which is is absolutely the case um so if 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 you're new here if you've never done this before pinned in the youtube comments is a link to join the show. I will bring you up here. We will talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about, and then we can kind of go on with our evening. Uh, if, if this needs to be a 15-minute show, that's fine. If we have plenty of comments to make in an hour, I don't have anything to do right now, so that sounds like fun too. Um, I got one guy waiting and my man Leo right there. Um, so please, uh, you know, pop up, pop in here, write questions in the chat. I can kind of try to answer those as need be um i'm i'm looking looking forward to to chatting with people all right coming up first is my man leo leo what's going on doing pretty good mr kirk uh just a quick hot take for some uh some good vibes are we maybe underplaying how well our rookies played because that thunder team had some rotation players that had decent minutes last year and it wasn't like hardy looked really good he i know some people were complaining online about his efficiency but it's like he was the only competent offensive player on the floor, and he was getting double and triple teamed. It looked nice. His shots until like the last couple of threes didn't look forced. And as far as 
offense and defense from Lively, you he doesn't know how to set the screen, but that defense looked amazing. Like the fact that Chet could not do a thing against him yeah. was nice. Yeah, I I think if if you're if you're discussing the underplaying elements of it so far, I think it would have to be what you just mentioned about uh, Lively and Chet. Um, Chet is is a rookie of the year candidate with how he's played, and and I'm really um, I'm just really impressed by him. I I think that there's still a lot of growth for sure, but in terms of of an opening, uh, uh, you know, compared to let's just say Victor Wembanyama's, like I, I I feel pretty pleased with where he landed. Um, I didn't have high expectations, of course, so that sort of helps it to a degree. But, you know, I, I, the OMAC stuff, I, I, I mentioned this in the, the recap show that I did with Doyle there, but I don't – I need to see his game again because I feel like he did a lot. I remember seeing a lot of motion, but I want to see more. And I also want to see it from the angle that I'm, frankly, used to watching basketball. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very pleased with, with how everything went. The hardy of it all, I think, depends on how you feel about Jaden Hardy. I am higher on hardy – at this point than I was with Josh green. So I'm just, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing what sort of the, the way Hardy can raise his game in relation to playing with Luca and Kyrie. Well, I might be drinking the Kool-Aid, but I was really impressed with Omax's ability to guard up like the few possessions he yeah. had on, on Chet. Like we're all going to be focusing on Chet because it's Chet, but like if you're able to hold up against a seven, one player and you're six foot eight, I'm impressed. Like yeah. that's something we really loved about Dorian. The possessions when we had Dorian on Embiid, it it like we honestly didn't pay enough attention to it because of how nonchalant we were about Dorian at times. But also like AJ Lawson is if the if we don't really get another wing signed, is how much of this falls back on we're gonna end up moving AJ Lawson to our fifteenth roster spot and maybe getting another guy? Or is it just too much for you? I have no idea what they're gonna do with that fifteenth roster spot, but I, I will say if you're feeling caught con- like you, you know, you said something to sort of lead your last question about drinking the Kool-Aid. Now is the time for that. Like, go ahead. Lean in on the bullshit. It, it's That summer is for having a good time and, you know, prognosticating and getting really hopeful. And, you know, I remember I, I had a discussion with one guy earlier in the year where he's like, I think Hardy's going to average 20 points a game. It's like, man, it's a lot of points. That's fine, though. You're you're allowed. You're, you're definitely allowed to, to enjoy this. So, and, and I think you should. And then for like a final thing, uh, I'm not sure if you've seen uh, what teams have released their roster spots for the FIBA World Cup, but I mm. tried and check uh, Australia's roster spot and I saw Josh Green on there. It's on the FIBA basketball website. So, I mean, we're not just going to have one player in the FIBA World Cup. We'll hopefully see Josh Green get a couple. I mean, of- Maxi's on the German roster. I just don't think he'll play. Like Germany's deep. Hopefully we get. Oh. Oh, is DP also going to play then? Because he's also he is also with Canada, and I think Omax would maybe qualify under. It's a great question. I've not really looked into it. Um, when uh, when 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 Meta gets back from her vacation, we're we're talking about more World Cup coverage for for Mavs Moneyball. Um, I'm really looking forward to covering that. Because I mean, we saw what a good what a good uh, outing for your country can do. Not trying to compare Larry Markin into Josh Green, but if Josh Green has like a decent World Cup and it's you know he has some success on the offense and the defense looked tightened up, I'd be very impressed seeing what he could do into the new year. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I Australia's traditionally a pretty deep team. You know, he he was on the last Olympic team, but he he didn't play like at all. So. I just don't know enough about Australia to know whether he would play. I mean, I would hope he could. I would love that. 
All right. Thank you, Mr. Kirk. Sure, man. Thanks for joining. Thanks for getting us started. Okay. Coming up next is Brian. Brian. Whoa. Nope. Almost kicked you out. Didn't mean to do that. Brian, what's going on? What's up, Kirk? How's it going? It's going. I'm, I'm dragging ass a little bit this afternoon, but that's fine. Got to watch a good basketball game. Well, we watched a basketball game. That's for sure. Yeah. I, good is definitely an adjective that you could use, but it was definitely fun. I'll, I'll say that much. Like, it was really fun getting to see our rookies uh, in action. It was really fun getting to see just the kind of defensive presence that Derek Lively can have. Because, like, especially at the beginning of the game, he owned the paint defensively. Okay, so he wasn't even going into – they weren't even trying to drive at him. Like, after the I first agree. I feel like they, they, I feel like they drove at Lively and then Omax was sort of there as help a couple of times, and it just mm-hmm. sort of stymied their whole process early on, which was which was definitely interesting. Yeah, it was it, it was really refreshing and nice to see a, a team just not, you know, go up against a team wearing Dallas Mavericks jerseys and just think, ooh, food in the paint. For sure. So that was really cool. Uh, we also had kind of the same thing going on the other end with Chet, but I feel like Jaden actually did a pretty good drive at – even when Chet got him at the rim, I think like once or twice on a one time he got him really bad on the right side. Of, uh, yeah, I was rim. right there. That one bounced off Jaden's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one was wasn't tough. great, but he he kept going at him after that. Yes, and he I think he got a layup over him going right in his chest, and I was like, okay, that's yep. that's a good time that he's not afraid to you know go back in after he gets his shit pushed back in the face. I think it's very important because that that sort of confidence wavering thing certain guards let's just use green as an example like that happens to josh green he's not the same the rest of the game from what we've seen in the past yeah no yeah they're two different guys in that way and like even again you look at the same game like i said once they decided they weren't really going to drive when Derek lively was in the game like they weren't going to get too deep into the paint right they just started shooting threes they just happened to make like 60 percent of them if that had been us our luck is never that good we we were going to shoot threes they just weren't going to fall so I'm glad that we had at least a couple guys who were, who still had the confidence to try and get downhill and get to the paint and try and finish. So, yeah, it was it was fun getting to watch that. It was fun getting to watch Jaden really just be a, a really effective just like three level scorer because like his mid range game we didn't get to see a lot of last year, and he had a lot of really nice pull ups out of the pick and roll. He hit one off the glass that was about a ten footer. It's like on the mm-hmm. right side. That I don't really know if you want to call that like where what level you would call that, but it's just it's a difficult shot. Yeah, it is not was, like at the rim. So mm-hmm. it, so it's, you know, that's a that's a nice in-between shot that I think is going to be really important for his game going forward because last yep. year if he couldn't get all the way to the rim, it was going to be a 25-foot pull-up and if he hit it great, if not it, it didn't happen. Right. Far off, far more often than it did. So yeah, no, the improvements in his game, they're really nice to see. Uh I thought AJ Lawson brought really good energy. I thought Omax was just kind of devastating defensively, like on the wing, like anybody that he was guarding. It they just weren't really making it three feet, uh, three feet past wherever he met him on the court, and what he was doing out of the corner, like making corner threes. Well, corner three, there was only one. And no, it took also, two, and both shots looked fine. Right, exactly. Yeah, that, that's my thing. So like he hit one, and the other one didn't look bad; it just missed. And then he also. Uh, I think he attacked a close. He either attacked a closeout out of the corner, or he uh, made a good cut out of the corner, like out of the short corner, and then got that uh, reverse layup. I think 
and just like that in and of itself is something that we haven't really had. It took Dorian like five years to be able to do something like that. Yeah. Like to be able to score out of the corner that effectively. And if he can do that with any kind of regularity, like we're, we're going to be sitting pretty and he's going to have to be in the rotation. I'd imagine because what he does defensively is just, is so effective and so needed for a team that is like really, you know, deficient in big wings that can defend other big wings. So I, there were a lot of things to like coming out of this game. A lot of things to work on. Derek is, uh, Rich Paul has done a really good job of drilling Derek on making sure, hey, every time you have an interview, you're going to talk about how well you're going to screen. Talk to me about Donovan. that interview because I didn't get to see it. I was recording a show. Um, I, uh, the short one with uh, Sedano? Yeah, the wasn't, the wasn't, there a half, wasn't there a halftime interview during the Detroit game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I missed – I think I missed a chunk of it. But essentially, he was just asking, you know, how, how he was adjusting, how he liked it, you know, what he wanted to bring to the team. And Derek talked about a lot of the same things that he – uh, usually does, you know, how he wants to uh, be a good communicator on defense, how he wants to be able to emphasis on wants to, because the screening isn't quite there yet, but I think it'll get there. He's got to get work at it. How he wants to screen for his teammates and get them open and make their lives easier on offense. Uh, he did have one thing, though. I think Sedano asked him, uh, I forget exactly how he, how he phrased the question. It was something along the lines of, you know, uh, what's the one thing that you want to really be able to bring to this team, you know, be able to you know, say that your impact on this team was, you know, if you're looking back on it years down the line. Sure. And he just said something like, I just want it to be to the point where when guys wake up in the morning, they know that they're going to have to play Derek Lively later that night. I like, I was that. like That's pretty cool. I like that a, a good lot. Line. It's a great yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. I, I the, the Rich Paul was about five feet from me. Um, oh, really? The, nice. the whole game, which was so weird. <laughs> um, like there's there, but that's happened that happens every time you come to Vegas where you just kind of like see someone and you're like wait why is that guy in the hallway um, Boy, and, maybe and, okay sure yeah it's and that was that was pretty neat but it's um, the the enthusiasm of lively for what he's want like what he needs to do is so interesting and refreshing because yes. There is simply nothing wrong with being. In fact, that's what most players are. There, there. It should be. It should be like lauded and praised for the fact that this guy knows he has a job to do. He's not coming in to be Elajuan. He's coming in to be Derek Lively, and and I want to see what that means. Yeah, he's like I know exactly what it's going to take for me to make. $200 million in my career, something along those lines. Right. This is one of those things. So this is the thing that I'm going to talk about every single time that you ask me how I want to help this team. Because if I can yep. do this, I can be on the court longer. I can catch lobs. I can defend. If I can do that, there's a 10 to 12 year, very lucrative career waiting on him because yep. everything else I don't think is, you know, really going to be asked of him. He's just going to be asked to do like those three things really. And right. that he's aware of that at such a young age is, Pretty cool. Well, Brian, what else you got for us? Anything else? Uh, man, just unfortunately, we're not going to get any more Men Thompson. I thought he was awesome. Yeah, really, like the Rockets. Fuck the up Rockets, Portland signing. Like, like I just, I would play. Like, I don't even know if I would sign Fred Van Vliet. I would play that guy as my point guard. Well, where I think that the Fred signing doesn't matter as much is. And I've been telling people this for like two years now. Fred isn't a point guard, so it doesn't matter that they signed okay. him. 
he's he's a better shooter than he showed last year for sure. And I think playing off of Amin Thompson, because like he Fred is actually like he's a good enough defender, even at like five eleven, he can guard up at least a position, you know, fairly consistently and yep. isn't gonna get eaten alive. So as long as he can hold his own defensively and he can get back to being, you know, like a thirty-eight to forty-ish percent three-point shooter off the catch, like all his leadership qualities and everything, that's the stuff that's gonna make up for the rest of that fairly bloated contract and the kinds of things you're gonna really need in a player playing off of a man because that's what I think he's really gonna be doing a lot is playing off of him because that dude is electric with the ball. He okay. he's gonna be so good. He's gonna make Jalen Green's life a lot easier. He's gonna make Shingoon's life a lot easier as like a he's not as good a defender as his brother, but he's pretty right. good. And he's really, really good off the ball where Shingoon's passing talents can really shine where he has just another great athlete who's good at maneuvering around the court and moving off ball. That's just going to help them out a lot. So I, the Brooks signing, it, it never made sense to me, but I guess if they got to spend to get to the cap floor, like you go get another defender for a team that stunk at perimeter defense last year. I just, you know, they, they better get off the off, league leader and offensive reader uh, rebounds going to be the Houston Rockets. Good <laughs> Yeah. A whole lot of Kobe assists for sure. All right, man. Well, thanks for hanging out. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. All right, we got uh, – let's see here. We got Micah, who's going to come up next, and then my guy Brian. Um, then we'll get on out of here unless somebody else wants to talk. So, Micah, welcome back to the show. How are you doing this uh, this Saturday evening? Well, I'm enjoying life, Kirk. How's Vegas? It's nice. You would. This is your jam. This, like, thousands of basketball minutes and people – like, there's just so much – because you watch basketball all the time, you're you're a you're a oh hardcore god, fan. so much just, basketball. So you would just you'd come in and like I'm with my my friend Brian. He's on Twitter at Brian J Drafts. He just goes over there first thing, like watches like all the games, and it's great. It's great. I I had to get up and do something different today because I watched like six games yesterday. But but this was right. it's 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 a fun time overall. Right. Yeah. I I think I watched one of the best women's basketball games that I've ever seen okay. last night. And yeah, I like uh, as I DM'd you back, I did get on, get on Christian. Like, dude, why aren't you writing about this yet? Yeah, like, get to it. <laughs> so talk, talk it's, to me about it, this. It's, thing. A, what, it's what, something what? that has to be discussed. I, I just, I don't know if people that don't really pay attention to the W understand what getting a W on that team is like. Like, if I was to put it in NBA terms, pretty much, the Aces talent is kind of like this with the addition of Candace Parker. Imagine if you took the 2016 Cavs and was able to drop KD on that team and not lose any assets to make that happen. Sure. How scary would they be? Sure. That's the Aces. So, but anyways, um, I I did really like what I've seen from the rookies. Uh, I definitely do want them to get more minutes. Um, just it looked like it's too many minutes for a bunch of guys that are never going to play NBA basketball. But I guess that's kind of how it goes. That's right. But um, yeah, I'm really liking what I see from Omax and uh, Lively as well. Like. Being that big and not only being able to protect the rim, but being able to guard in space is – it's a special kind of 
defensive skill that actually translates. And that's, I think that's something that could be really big in the future. And especially with, and then you got somebody like Omax that can switch, like can really guard one through four. Yep. Was able to switch between Chet Homer and Ann Wallace. So, I mean, I think they got something special. Like, well, I'm just ready to see how it, how it translates in the future. Good. I mean, um, it's, it's, I, I think Omax is going to get, he, they're going to have to fight to keep him off the court. Um, pretty much. It, it, which is great. That's a great problem to have. I think when you have a rookie and it's, I'm, right. I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I'm curious what they do with their last two roster spots. Cause they pretty much told Theo that he's not coming back. Yep. And from what Stein is saying, if they can't find a trade to JaVale, that they're just going to stretch away. Which like that's that, pretty much it. That's just so incredible to me. It's such like, granted, you know, everybody howled at the contract length at the time, but I mean, for him to have been, for McGee to have been that bad is pretty shocking. But, you know, what are you going to do? But I, I really don't know what they, I, I don't, I almost don't want them to stretch and wave McGee. Maybe I'm wrong. Cause then the, it, it, how long would he be on the books at that point? Um, Quite I don't know. Like, I feel like, so I know he has about twelve million left on his contract. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it depends on how many years you stretch it. Probably, I if I was to guess, probably something like four ends up being like what, like three years of dead money. Scott, uh, Scott CBA like, Mavs could tell us this, but we're I, I'm tired and I don't feel like thinking about it. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it he would end up being well. I guess uh, Tyler Bay and Tyrell Terry, who just were now off the books this year. Yep. 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 Well, what else are you thinking about this year? This this game tonight. Um, I think people are overreacting on women Yama's first game. I think it's just um, when, like me personally, when I'm watching a summer league game, which is basically unorganized, I'm looking more at tendencies and yes. thing and IQ and thing and fluidity, things that will translate more than I'm looking at at Foster. Like yep. same thing, like if you're doing with Omax and. Um, Lively didn't have probably the greatest fiscal uh, impact, but if you look, but if you're using eye tests, you you can see the impact that they have on the floor. For sure, sure. he was he was. I described him in the previous podcast of when his the the Hornets basically ran put his man in the corner in an attempt to draw him away from actions, but all that really allowed him to do was play center field and he basically eliminated half the court like it, it was right. some of the stuff he did defensively just by existing because teams are i don't want to say they haven't scouted but like you've watched enough to see the kind of scary stuff he can do the lateral movement the help the helper type oh, really? stuff. yeah it's nuts yeah he report i think maybe it's because I'm, I'm so much of a defensive nerd it kind of upsets me when whenever they show box scores that they don't also show 
defensive box scores, like they'll point out his percentages and things like that, but they're not showing the fact that he had five blocks in the game. Yep. You know what I mean? But you know. Well, man, thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Kurt. All right. Talk soon. Okay, coming up next is Brian, and then we have Brandon waiting. So we're going to go Brian and then Brandon, and then I'm going to get on with the evening. Brian, what's up, big guy? How's it going, Chief? Uh, is this the Cason Wallace postgame show or what? It can be if you wanted to because, I mean, he was so fun to watch. And, and you know, it's it's. I don't necessarily think he's going to be the kind of guy where it's like, oh, man, I wish we would have taken Cason Wallace because Mavericks have too many guards. But he's just – he's a damn fine basketball player. Oh, that death lineup with Cason Wallace and uh... – in the slack i told matthew i was just like i think they're gonna add him to the starting five i think i mean shay and he are, would be fearsome yes yes and now the thing about wallace is what people don't understand he's not tall like he's the ideal player like we all want Josh Green to be because he plays bigger than his size right and he has just a better i guess it, he he just has a better sense of the ball and like go back you know I did the profile on him and he had freaking sixty three steals as a freshman and only he only was behind I think uh, John Wall and Rondo so he's got a nose for the ball and I mean the thing about it is we didn't even really get to see him in his bag because yep. he he he's a, like a sniper in the mid range but he was just killing it from and the thing is I think the majority of his threes weren't even from the corners either. No, Which is, yeah, because he was a sniper in the corners. I was like, oh my god, if this guy is freaking just rolling, if they've got him, Giddy, SGA, uh, Williams, and Dort, I mean, good luck. Like, and because they were talking on the broadcast that Chet's an automatic starter. Like, and I was like, I don't, ugh, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd ease him in a little bit. Uh, but I, I guess I, I don't know if this has already been brought up yet. Uh, I think. Can I uh, complain about the coaching throughout the game a little bit? Like, am so, I allowed? So, I just want to make note of the fact that after the game, uh, our our the what who, Jared Dudley basically said it was an organizational decision, and they knew going into the night that they weren't going to play the rookies enough. And so, I think if you want to complain about it, you can and you should, but just do understand that he addressed it head on, which I which I value. Okay, I okay, I do appreciate that. I will say, like, if the minutes thing is going to be weird moving forward, I'll get over that. But I, I do find it weird that there was a lack of continuity throughout the game because, you know, we've spoken with, uh, you know, the Mavericks G League coaches and players saying, you know, from G League to front office, or, you know, for the main roster, there's, like, there's a plan in place. Like, they run at least similar sets. I don't understand why Jared Dudley wasn't running a play a play of any kind. I know, obviously, they don't really have a true car. You know, that's sort of it. why because you don't really want to run like you want to run like 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 concepts, but you don't want to like have things so buttoned up to where they they just have to go out and run a screen and roll in the end. Like they were doing a lot of like read and react stuff, and so does every team. It's just <laughs> offense in summer league sucks. Oh well, for sure. But I I still felt there was points. OKC was moving around. Like they were mm-hmm. screen, they were screening off. Like Chet was even on the top of the key, setting up passes. You know, I'm not saying 
they've got to break the mold. But I was like, ah, oh, guys, come on. Let's at least like run some basic YMCA basketball plays at this point. Like I know Hart- Hardy was in there going to the basket, which he was their primary source of offense, uh, which was fine. Um, but yeah, the, the Silva getting more minutes and lively was kind of weird. Um, I did get a little frustrated. I don't know if it was a him thing or a co- like a coaching directive or an organization directive. Did you have like any understanding why there would be times Lively was like 25 feet away from the basket and Chet would just go to the basket with like no rim protection? That drove me nuts. I mean, that's just miscommunication and stuff that happens over, over the course of a game. So... Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think it's anything to worry about too harshly. For sure. And I, I my I guess biggest worry with this lively experience is everyone's going to have like it, it, you know, it's going to be re- overreaction stuff. Uh like his little uh second halftime uh interview that he had with ESPN during the Pistons uh, uh, Orlando game. I would encourage uh those to go find it. I mean, he speaks very, very well for a 19-year-old like he talks the talk. I'm very happy he's content on having a Dwight Powell role, which still is kind of nutty to me. A 19-year-old would be, like, okay with that because being a Dwight Powell isn't going to get you paid in the league. But, sure, like, let's let's go with that. Um, I will say I was happy to see when he was on – Lively was on defense. He set his feet. Yep. He was not committing silly, silly fouls. Uh, I do worry they are going to just – have to teach him how to set a screen but yeah. Mike that's something they can do yeah I mean which is kind of shocking to me because they not teach that stuff in college at all or I mean just... Duke Duke ran a motion offense so and when you're a guy like that in high school you probably don't have to do certain types of things uh, and, and, and so it's he'll true. Be okay. he really will be okay this screens are a thing someone can actually learn you yeah. just have to commit to it yeah, and hopefully they put him in better situations offensively because they got to stop giving them him those like below the knee passes. It's like you guys like yep. that's hard for even a veteran to like yep. like recover and put in like don't put him in a position where he can't do that. But yeah, I mean overall for the things he's supposed to be good at, I think I was satisfied if not like he ex- exceeded expectations. But I just right. I, I worry that people are going to put more onus like on like development and it's just like guys he's a 19 year old well, develop that... by playing yeah I, well I, I think he'll be okay i i think he'll be fine but i i think they'll there'll be this weird uh i guess groan from a fan base it's like ah oh, he should be doing more he's like guys, sure. he's, no he's... that's gonna that's gonna happen that's yeah so you just kind of got to deal with that yeah um would have liked to see some walker minutes today like i don't know what dudley was doing he was just uh, we were just seeing a lot of chris sure. silva like well, I, yeah but uh, hope I mean hopefully because at least these games where it's just like Hardy h- handling the ball and then it's like oh, okay we'll throw out Miles Walker is very fun he's a fun water bug I don't yeah. know he probably different won't. guys will get different opportunities at different games like there's just going to be times when we won't see some of these guys at all yeah that that happens every summer league for sure um, did they already say like is is Hardy done or is he no he'll probably play, he'll probably play a couple he'll play at least couple. two. Okay, cool, cool. All right, buddy. I'll let you go, uh, but I appreciate you covering, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yep, thanks, man. All right, guys. I actually have to go. My wife's called me twice, and she knows I'm doing this, so if she's calling me 
twice, that means I need to talk to her. So I very much apologize for getting off early. Uh, there's another game on Monday. I'll probably try to do this again because what else am I going to do? Um, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Brandon, I see you in there. I, I apologize for not being able to get to you, but I just uh, need to, to, to head out. So, uh, you know, head over to Maz Moneyball. I have plenty of stuff uh, written over there. Thanks for hanging out on Pod Mavericks. Mavs party. Talk soon, guys. Bye.